Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, including Steven Universe, Gravity Falls, and Rick and Morty. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Sam Quattro. Hello. And Delaney Stilval. Hello. Today, Sam, Delaney, and I will be, dis- will be discussing the latest episode of Steven Universe, Sadie's Song. Ooh. Uh, we discuss... Ooh. Ooh uh... Tepid, tepid applause. Uh, we'll be we discuss every episode of Steven Universe here on the Overly Animated podcast, and uh, you can check us out at OverlyAnimated.com every Thursday, uh, you know, afternoon, night, whatever this is. And we also are evening. Eve, okay, evening. Thank you for telling me what's in between uh, afternoon and night. I was You're lacking. <laughs> okay, let's get into uh, Sadie's song, storyboarded and written by Paul and Raven. Uh, I feel like this is the third Paul and Raven episode in a row, no, only second. Okay. Uh, Sam, what did you think of Sadie's song? I liked it a lot. What did you like about Sadie's song? I loved Sadie's mom. Uh, I thought she was very cute. I feel like we're entering a new era that's like the mom episodes. What, isn't the show already the mom episodes? Yeah, it's like the mom show. Yeah. We just, it's entering like a mom arc of other people's moms. Yeah, this yeah. is our second mom episode in a row, yeah, you're right. We're going to get to the end, and it's going to be sad Steven about his mom. That's what it's going to be. We're all just going to cry. We're entering the mom arc, as I like to call it. Mom arc. And I enjoy I like, I, well, maybe we've already been in the mom arc, because we, like, met Medallia before. Yeah, that's true. It's just a lot of moms, and I love Sadie's mom. She's so, she's adorable. Like, even though, like, she's embarrassing, I, I wish my mom was like that. Also, Sadie's really cute. Yes. Um, okay, Delaney, what do you think? I liked it. It was adorable. Sadie is always a treat, and whenever Steven and Sadie get together, great things happen. So I was pleased. And then also, yeah, no, Barb is like a precious character. She's just great. Like when she, because sh- it's really funny. They did the stomping, and you're like, oh, is she gonna be scary? And then it's like, no, she's adorable. And it, was, it was fantastic. It was just really, and she was just super energized. And I, I, I'm also always a sucker for, you know, like performances which which is a good thing i like steven universe because there's songs all the time yeah so it was did great. you notice that the song was sung by uh, olivia olsen aka marceline the vampire queen Ooh, was it i, I did recognize it was. the voice which is nice. it was. i don't watch adventure time interesting uh yeah i i also like this one this is the type of episode i complain about but how can i not like wow. how can you complain about how it? can i not like it i mean i still probably will have a little rant on uh, this type of episode existing in the show but uh, if in terms of the specific one, I was very much a fan of it. I mean, Sadie is, I'd say Sadie's probably my favorite side character now that Connie's not really a side character anymore, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, and I really enjoyed this, and it was really cute. Um, Sadie's great. Uh, this brought clarity to me asking how old Sadie was. <laughs> I was not, I, I feel like Sadie could have been an adult before, um, <laughs> and it wasn't obvious, but now it seems like she's not. So really? I'm glad. Uh, her mom had a line like, she like she didn't go to prom i mean okay she could yeah. be like okay she it, it seems like she's like in the 18 to 20 range right yeah like whereas yeah. before i was i think she could have been 25 or something right and really her character design's ambiguous to me and like before we didn't meet her parents and she was like talking about lars to going to her house or something and it maybe seemed like she was alone i don't know uh so this brought clarity to me for that but uh I like the song in this in this episode um apparently sung by marceline which is good 
and uh, it's not the deepest thing. I mean, we have this this one conflict with uh, Sadie and her mom, and it's one that's going to be relatable to a lot of people, much like last episode. Uh, there's no plot, no gems. Once again, second episode in a row, no gems, except for Steven. And uh, I think the most notable thing is Steven's performance at the end, which we will talk about. I love Steven it's is like... Good. He's the best. Yeah, everybody should strive to be flawless. This is a that was a performance that was um, like great for his character and great for the (laughs) show. But uh, I think if you're looking critical quality wise about the specific episode, uh, it's not um, it's not it doesn't seem cohesive. Like it's kind of random. So, but we'll talk about that. I have I have quotes from the AV Club to support me. But yeah, I was. I was a fan of it. Um, I, I do hope we get uh, not another uh, side character episode next week. What's we next week's title? We meet Lars's mom. Oh my goodness, yeah. No Lars episode next week. Next is Catch and Release. And I think it's a plot episode because like, one of the okay. storyboard artists said it was their favorite. So, But then again, this show, the crew with this show, that can mean anything. So who knows? Peridot's mom. Peridot's <laughs> oh, mom. Oh, please. She's Ge- more of a Gems narrative. having moms? What? <gasps> What? what like it's like the gem moms they like get a get a gem and then like have it made in like a specific cut cut like a jeweler would do are you talking about the reproduction process for gems yes is, is them going and to then, a jeweler like, yeah no they, they like go to like a mine or something <laughs> and they like you know mine some gem and then they have it it's cut kinda, as like a jeweler and then it's like oops. Sokka and the meteorite sword like they have to make it themselves yes. like it's a really long process Okay. Uh, that, Do theory by Sam. We will expand upon that in our second theory podcast. Into JK, it was dumb, but that's okay. Um, oh, thank you. I'm sorry. I was totally serious about it. No, you weren't. You're so rude, Dylan. I, wow. <laughs> respect Sam's theory. Okay? I'm sorry, Sam. I respect your dumb theory, much like all oh. dumb Steven Universe meta, which there's a lot of. So that <laughs> fits right in. Uh, let's talk about this about this episode. Uh, there's not a lot to talk about, but I guess the headline is. Um, Sadie's character and her interactions with her mom, Barb. Where have we seen Barb before? Oh. She was in a, some mail episode. She, yeah, she delivered the mail instead of Jamie, and they were like, oh, she was in the Jamie episode? Jamie? Okay. Yeah. yeah. She, they were like, wait, what about Jamie? So let's take this incredibly irrelevant side character and make her irrelevant. Okay, that's fine. And She's precious, it's fine. She was precious, I liked her. Uh, so I, get the, I guess the big question is, a lot, one of the big reactions I saw last week to last week's episode with Kanye and her mom was uh, how relatable a lot of people felt it was uh, with kind of just this uh, <laughs> similarity, this overbearing mom who's, I guess, the Connie's mom was kind of more controlling. So, um, Sam, what do you think of uh, the relationship between Sadie and her mom, Barb? And uh, do you relate to it all? And do you think it's realistic? Well, I guess her mom would be considered like the overbearing mom, but like in a good way. Like she's very supportive mm-hmm. of her daughter. Like, um, I don't know. It's like she just loves Sadie so much, and she wants the world to see Sadie as being this awesome person and stuff. But like in the end, I guess like it hurts Sadie because like her mom makes her do all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's relatable. Not to me though, because my mom wasn't like that. Uh, I don't know. Delaney, what do you what do you think? Same question. Um, well, I mean, we established that my mother is Connie's mom, so... Is is your mother also Barb, though? In kind of some ways. Like, this is definitely relatable, and I also have had friends who've had moms like Barb. And, like, I think, in general, like, 
not necessarily all parents, but a great deal of parents have like characteristics like Barb and like, you know, parents want their kids to do well and they want to encourage them to do things. And I was that kid who was always doing things and dropping out of stuff. And I just think, you know, like, and, and this is also the kind of parent we're fed to in media, you know, the super embarrassing, like parent, like, Oh my God, mom, please go away. And, um, some parents like to play off of that. Like, I know my parents are like, we're going to embarrass the crap out of you. So I think, and this is definitely like realistic. And I mean, maybe a little exaggerated, but that might just be from my experience because like my mom isn't this mom, but I do have, I do have friends. I know people who have mothers like this. So I think, yeah, there are definitely moms. These exist. Yeah. Like these people exist. When is my mom going to be represented? The, (laughs) the, the, not absentee, the, uh, because absentee is already a person. The uncaring. The uncaring mother. We've gotten two over-caring mothers in a row, right? Pays the bills yes. and like lets the children go out and do whatever they want. <laughs> Come on, Rebecca Sugar. We need all mom types re- representation on Steven Universe. Yes. Uh, uh, we demand well, such. I mean, we maybe we just haven't gotten there yet. I mean, we're on the mom arc, so, you know, next five it. episodes about moms. We need to categorize all the moms. Yeah. Okay, let's work on a graphic for this. Yeah, categorizing yeah, the moms and st- from the scale being like uncaring to overbearing, <laughs> and like. Uh... What about absentee? Uh, maybe that's another category too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought I I don't know how I personally relate to this. Probably not too much. Although I guess I understand it. It's I I thought this was very realistic. Um, the show's very. Uh, this might be the best show on TV in portraying. Um, real human interactions. Uh, I really, and they seem to know that, and they seem to keep doing it. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> they know. I, I mean, if it ain't the, broke, don't fix it. The show, like Rebecca Sugar and writing staff, knows that they are portraying um, these type of, um, especially female to female relationships uh, that are just not seen anywhere else on TV. That is really just genuine in real ways, and it's good, and I like it. Um, but. Uh, it also, the question is, does this need to be an entire episode of the show, right? I guess that's the question. Um, and I think it can be. Uh, but it also, it, it doesn't seem that great coming off of the last episode when it was also the entire. Well, we talk about a lot, you know, you know, can we like a show and talk about it and be supportive of it? And then it still needs to have that social aspect. And I think in this case, we, I mean, we might perhaps sacrifice a little bit of plot and, you know, cohesiveness for something that is really important socially in a way that, you know, we don't. There really aren't shows that it's like female female interaction. It's all it's all men. It's all dad and son and all that stuff. And so like I think maybe we might be on that side right now. You because we we've talked about that before. There's like yeah. There's like two things this is doing progressively, and one of them is the you know female to female relationships, which the show consistently shows that it does incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it sh- it shows female to male relationships uh, involving Stephen and everyone who inter- he interacts with in a really. Uh, like great way uh but the second thing that it's doing is it's like portraying these um like tv's great especially drama series that's showing like the neglectful mom um and stuff like that not or probably not mom or like dad like an absent father and stuff like that but you never get the problems associated with loving parents <laughs> like this yeah. isn't something that you really see on tv a lot and a lot of especially and a lot of your middle class audience is going to relate to this really really much like because you know people j- parents in general are caring uh and it's it's something that's going to connect with the audience a lot um and it's not i don't know if this is like is it so is it as socially important as what the show does with uh sexual orientation and stuff like that no 
but it's also but it is still like good right it's it doesn't need to yeah. be the most important thing yeah. to be to be important you know well we have to have well we have to have these things so hopefully that one day they eventually become the norm and i'm not having like father-son storyline shoved down my throat because I have never been a boy <laughs> and I will never relate to all the things that are in male stories yeah and yeah. I think that the show is also good at uh, making the male interactions with Steven relatable to non-males I, or at least I yeah. would presume um, I personally have trouble with uh, male characters interactions well, a lot well, what they do with Steven is but not that, with Steven that's the thing well Steven isn't like a lot of shows with Steve with character steven's age they make him like he has to be the big macho sporty boy Mm -hmm. steven this granted this also we kind of get some we talk about steven's performance which we're going to talk to about in a minute i mean i love steven but it honestly wouldn't matter what gender steven is like that's what kind of that's what it's what kind of like a great like he's not it doesn't matter it's it's incidental i guess yeah like it it just he just happens to be boy it doesn't matter like he's he's a kid like that's the thing he's that's yeah he's a he's the child the, the gender shouldn't be this defining yeah. trait and know? that's what's so great about it and that's why we're like oh steven's great because like it doesn't matter guy or girl like steven's just steven and acts like a kid and it's relatable and adorable and great and we don't have like the whole like stupid you know what they do when they have to like they'll take a six-year-old kid and they have to throw the gender roles on top of them the entire time and it's and you're constantly being reminded that you know little girl little boy or whatever like, yeah. it doesn't matter i mean yeah we get we, steven subverts gender roles uh male gender roles in a way i haven't related to in a male character since Aang from after last airbender and uh, we can talk about steven a lot but let's we'll get back to him for his performance let's get back to you know sadie and her mom so i guess the plot of this episode goes sadie turns out sadie like singing to herself and steven discovers this um, Steven tries to get her to do this on a big scale, kind of well-intentioned. Your mom gets involved and does the thing that we learn she's been doing all the time and eggs her on too much for something she just happens to like kind of privately and wants to go big with it. And then in the end, um, she ev- she's able to convey her feelings to them and just go back to singing kind of to herself and Steven in private at the end. Um, what do you think of this? Uh, how, do, how do you relate to Sadie in terms of this kind of... Uh, I don't. I don't know what to call this. This mindset that she has uh, with her singing. <clears throat> like, what do you mean? Oh, like just the not wanting to, you know, perform in front of everyone and just uh, I mean, just keep. Yeah, things some people like just want to like hang out and sing to themselves. Like, I just have, because you're talented doesn't mean you have to broadcast it. I and some people really, don't want to. Yeah, and I have a I have an example. It's not specifically performance related, but like it's related to this. So. My grandparents, like, if they find out you like something, you will get it forever. Like, I have a tower of mac and cheese in my room, which is great, but, like, <laughs> not necessary. And then also, like, my brother, he really liked camouflage things, and like, his room was camouflaged, like, the entire... It was crazy, because, like, how like are we... like some extreme makeover home edition stuff. Yeah, but, like, you know, like, and then, like, my mom, she doesn't even like marmalade, and my grandparents, my mom once was like, I like this marmalade, like, this particular marmalade, and then my mom was getting marmalade for years, and it's like, just because I like something doesn't mean I want to, like, have it all the time, or do it all the time, or make it a big deal, like, you just like something. Maybe, maybe this episode is about actually... Um, relating, actually trying to understand someone's feelings rather than just trying to understand the concept that they're into. Um, we're trying, or even like, just because you think something's really great and like you're being really supportive, like you have to take somebody's yeah, like you're like take somebody's feelings into consideration because like you can be like, yeah, this is really like 
somebody draws something, I'm like, yeah, this is really cool, but, like, if I go around and show it to everyone, they might not think that's really cool, because, like, they just wanted to show it to me or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's essentially what this is. Yeah, I, I the way I'm looking at this right now in my head is, like, this is all about just actually empathizing with the person, yeah. rather than just uh, caring without truly trying to understand their feelings. I feel like that's yeah. what's the, with a, what uh, what Sadie's mom is doing is like she's supportive and caring of her daughter, but she's not but she actually trying it. to understand her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, just yeah. assumes she understands her, but that's really not how people Which, work. You have to yeah. you have to like purposely try to relate to them and understand to their feelings. Yeah, empathize. Well, that's, and that's a real and that's you know that's a big problem with like loving parents, like you were saying, because like they're not. They just want to, like, you know, as long as they're happy or as long as, hey, they're good at this, we're going to do this, and, like, they seem to enjoy this, let's, you know, keep going, but without being, like, you know, actually. Parents just don't understand. Nope. Yeah. And, I don't know, I like this, especially when we talk related to empathy. That's, like, one of my top five words in philosophical words. Top five words. words. I'm big on on the problems of the world being because people don't have enough empathy, so that's... I do I like the episode in that in that context. Other other thoughts on this general well, stuff from Sadie? Usually we do stuff and it's like so we have a plot like this and it's like she'll overcome her whatever and yeah. do it. I'm glad we didn't have that because that's Sadie just like, no, I don't want to do it. That's a Which, good point. And yeah. we don't have that a lot in general, is that like someone actually putting their foot down and being like, No, I'm not gonna do it and it's not like and this isn't even a big thing. Well, I mean it's a big thing, it was performance, but it's not like like, when someone in the drama show, like, puts a gun in somebody's hand, they're like, kill him. They're like, no, I'm not going to kill him. Like, that's an ob- like that's a more, like, obvious choice than necessarily, like, what this is, where it's like, oh, well, she should just go on stage and get over it. It'll be fine. Like, no, she said no. She doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Let's talk about the ending of this, right? Uh, I guess the typical way you'd expect this plot to go is that Sadie kind of overcomes her whatever embarrassment about this and you know performs on stage which is kind of where the episode was heading and steven's which happy I was and yeah. yeah and i mean it's, it's what you'd expect of a normal show obviously this is steven universe so we're gonna get these non <laughs> these non-typical conclusions to it and so and what ends up happening is she just stays comfortable with what she is and steven the one who's more likely to do something like this takes her place on stage uh and i do, do you agree with this sam that this is like a good way to end this for Mercedes' character. I guess I don't. I don't know. I feel like I barely know Sadie. Yeah, I feel like this is that. This and the Beach Islands are the ones that are certainly the most Sadie uh, Sadie centric episodes, right? I want to know more about Sadie. Well, uh, other than she has a she likes Lars and that she's she like, likes Lars. She has a mom. And she has a mom. She works at. Uh, she wears black t shirts. Yeah. Her like pants at work they look like a face like on her butt they did yeah i noticed that <laughs> i feel you <laughs> okay. what is that laugh i don't know um uh, so yeah so I, I this ends in a very much so i guess the conclusion to this is like you don't have to it just be you don't have to be someone you're not and you don't have to force quote-unquote growth about yourself that's not actually growth right yeah. It's just like conforming to other people's wishes. You should just, you know, do what's comfortable, I guess. You do you, bro. Yes. That's this the episode, the moralist episode is you do you. There you go. Uh, so let's talk about how the Steven performance relates to that. Because, uh, so Sadie runs off and then Steven 
dons uh, the dress she is wearing and the makeup. I don't. Is it the same makeup that she had on? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, which I don't know why. <laughs> yes, that's the exact same makeup as Sadie. And then goes Cause on. Because it's the, Steven. Yeah, because it's Steven. And then goes on the stage and performs this pop song, which I. Okay, so I I always try to guess the names of the songs on the show. Um, I'm pretty sure that. Wait, no. Uh, it's it's either like I'm famous or I'm a star. That it's some it's one of those two or something. This song. I'm it's it says I'm too famous. Uh, this is kind of the last I'm part. It could literally be the song I'm too famous. But then we get the uh, ending. Is that actual song? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. And then we get the uh, ending afterwards, like talking about burning and something with uh, like for a star burning. Yeah. Burn out. Burn out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, this is probably something with star. Not burning out. But we have if Rebecca. Sh- I await the Rebecca Sugar demo for this pop song. Yes. We know it's coming, unless this was a. Uh, uh, one of the Joe and um, Jeff, I think, one of, does the songs too. So I, we could get it from him too. Why is it? What is it a metaphor for, Sam? Because it's something about burning, watching her burn. What does that mean? We don't get also, that part until the also end. Though Steven singing it and like he's he wears a star on his shirt. Steven's too popular. Steven is too popular. He's gonna burn. It's gonna be a witch hunt. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, so I, I, I like the song. It has, you know, tangential meaning to what's going on. Maybe it has more than that. We haven't had time to analyze the lyrics. Uh, so what do we think of the Steven performance? Uh, it was great. So why did you think it was great, Delaney? Okay, one, like, he's wearing, like, a crop top. Adorable. Like, this is so great. And just, it was just great seeing, I mean, and again, like, we're always, you know, Steven subverting gender roles, and he's yeah. in a skirt, and heels like one rocket steven in the heels good job like those are some nice moves and it was just it was just great and he was wearing makeup and he had if he was wearing he had fake eyelashes yeah and it was just all of it was just spectacular you agree sam Sure, I don't. It was. It happened. I mean, it was, I don't know. Yeah. So my first, my first thing, re- my first reaction. To this was definitely. Oh wow, this is this is really good. Um, like the gender role subversion thing is the main thing. It's it's like, whoa. This it, you come to expect this type of thing from Steven Universe, but before this show, I would not have expected to see like this um, male child, uh, you know, donning. A dress and makeup like That's, wanting to and, and not like being wanting fun. to and like not being made fun of and like being seen as a great empowering thing uh this is something that you know probably i'm not sure what the percentage is but it's at least 40 percent. it might be over 50 percent of this country still would watch this and just be disgusted by and i wouldn't be surprised if we see a conservative um like backlash or whatever over this episode oh, yeah. we gotta look out for one million moms. Yeah. So, like, it's so this this it's just and and you think, okay, why are you upset at this? Because this is how boys should act. And stuff I like love this. reading garbage like that. <laughs> just love reading the, hate, the hateful people <laughs> spewing hate. Yeah. And not that I don't agree with it. Yeah. You just, just I just love feeling terrible. <laughs> this is such a rush. this is a larger discussion about the psychology of that, but. Uh, Sam should see a therapist. (laughs) In conclusion, no. But yeah, it's just, it's such a wonderful thing to put on Cartoon Network and this widespread channel of um, this young boy who should be treated as genderless and should be able to do things outside of the societally uh, prescribed gender roles and, um, you know, wear this opposite gender clothes. And it's, it's just so 
you know, it's so just incredible to see. Maybe even more than anything else on this show. I mean, it's hard to beat the Ruby and Sapphire stuff we've had. Like that, it's like just that's so heartwarming. It's like heartwarming because it's like such good emotions and because it's so pure and free from societal hate, which is so pervasive in um, all aspects of life. And so that's like, it's like just so warming in these two areas. And this is how I felt about that. And that's how I felt aspects, not areas. And that's how I felt about the uh, Ruby and Sapphire two moments we've had too. Um, I mean, it's on. It's all. It's unreal to watch this. It, it's it's so. It's so. It's so great. It's so weird, based because we're so trained to expect uh, the the following of these societal expectations and generals, and to just see one show that just is like basically completely freed from them is so absolutely wonderful. Um, and that's. I think it's important to establish that that this is the primary reaction I had to that. Um, let's read. I want to read a quote from. Uh, our weekly Eric Thurm yeah, quote from like, DAB Club. Let's. Uh, he he gave this episode a B minus. I'd probably give it a B plus. I think. Mm. Um, Sometimes you just need fluff, bro. Eric says because oh right, there's that ending scene with Steven wearing Sadie's clothing and singing, doing the performance for her instead. Was that something you guys wanted to talk about? It's pretty great, but it's it still ultimately feels a bit like super sugary candy to me. There's no show quite like this one that would take its totally awesome young male hero, put him in a dress and heels and makeup, and have him do this fabulous performance cheered on by a, a town full of people. That much is true, but it's also something that's a little too easy to imagine happening on this show. Um, so that's the thing. Like, I have this question is, marks above my head. This is such a Steven Universe thing, right? Yeah. And, um, it, well, it's almost, it seems like, I mean, well, granted, that's the thing, too. It seems too perfect, but, like, we don't get this anywhere else. Right. So, if you're What's looking kind of at a world... Something that, like, is considered to be it's such something a, that the show would do. Like, I don't, the problem is that it's not something that uh, necessarily contributed to the ending of the plot, is what I would say. Like, I'm not sure why this furthers our two main conclusions here. You know, the uh, the stuff with uh how sadie feels about things and like the relationships with moms right so i don't i don't know how this really relates to either of them to me it feels a little bit you know tacked on like i don't i don't yeah. i don't think this feels cohesive with the rest of the episode i would agree with that like structurally i was very confused so it's like what are we gonna do you know as a high point because this is an episode maybe even more than any we've seen a lot of low-key episodes in the show but without the steven performance this episode has no high point <laughs> and uh you structure storytelling structurally you kind of need this type of steven scene in there um so it, it, it's almost there more to meet storytelling requirements rather than overall thematic ones i, don't know. I feel like not every episode has to be like a home run no, sometimes sure. it's, it's- what do you mean, sure? I mean, I don't think that, like, uh, what, should we not criticize, like... No, as- I'm not saying that's, like, not, like, grounds for criticism. I'm just saying, like, I don't know, it's kind of not... I don't know, I don't... Like, do you mean we don't have to have, like, something super plotty every time? Yeah, I'm saying basically that. I'm saying... I don't really know if that's a response to what I'm saying, I like, don't... I, like I, you, that's more of a response to like the B minus giving this episode, of, like like saying if I, if I were to say I just can't handle these lack of plot episodes every time, then I think what you're saying would be you know appropriate, and I have said that in the past, and I think you've countered with that a lot. So uh, this time I don't feel that way though. Like I'm saying I think it's it's overall of quite a really good episode, um, and I I just think that there's this one maybe element that's out of place with regards to the overall plot. I don't know. I think. I don't think it diminishes from the effect it has on you, but at the same time, um, you do have to wonder if this, uh, 
there is there is a certain amount of it's 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 so cool that this is like the criticism that you can make with it's this show. It's so cool. It's a, well, that's my preface for uh, it's. There's something to be said for um, a lazy storytelling with the show being let's throw in the societally progressive elements yeah. <laughs> to, to Steven Universe, and that's just what that's that's their know, fallback just, option. You maybe know? I'm just like too simple minded because I didn't really feel that way. I mean, no, you, I think you cannot feel that way. I think a lot I of mean, people aren't going to I feel like you can this. also relate, though. Like, the scene, granted, I did miss, like, I think the first two minutes were, like, the hole with the flyers. But, there was, I there mean, was not much missing. Well, the so. line Steven said where he said, this is my fault. And maybe we didn't have to have, like, the, how long the scene was. But, like, I do think it matched. Like, this could kind of be, it didn't focus on Steven, but it could be kind of maybe a push for later where Steven, you know, like, because Steven does stuff like this all the time. That's why we love him. He's precious. And he does cute things like this where he's like, oh, you want to make art? Yeah, let's put them on shirts or let's, you know, whatever he wants to do. And he'll, you know, he just does it. And then this kind of is kind of something like he's like, oh, this is because I wanted to do it, and it's not because you really wanted to do it. So this could be I mean, him performing. Could you know he was taking responsibility and. Okay, so I think you're arguing for a secondary Stephen arc that we haven't talked about, um, with kind of Stephen's default uh, kind of trait is to just kind of take over these roles for these side characters in the town, and like maybe exert his will onto their actions. And here he tries to do that, and it backfires. And he, maybe him singing, it, him singing this instead of Sadie is him realizing it that, and maybe identifying kind of a flaw within him that. He also, he's to, a ham. Like Steven Universe, he Steven is a ham. Mm. He is. He is a ham. Like he that's is. what he is. But so uh, that's and, also a thing. And him identifying this. Uh, this thing that he does and maybe realizing that he has to stop being overbearing on people much like barb right yeah so i think that's a valid point i feel like if you want to disagree with me and say that the performance was not out of place in the episode that that it would be the counterpoint and i think that's valid um i I mean i do think structurally it's a little odd because i was really confused when we heard sadie starting to sing i was like oh is she coming on stage does she change her mind and then no it's just them in um the donut place singing them in the donut place singing yeah yeah. uh yeah why is steven allowed in like the back room because he's cool and he worked there for like a day i feel like we've had enough episodes uh building up to steven just having free reign you know in that that store whatever he wants Uh, he's been there so much so i think he can only have a manager so i mean he pretty much does whatever he wants who's in charge is it lars or sadie i guess sadie sadie's in charge i thought they'd established i don't remember Okay, let's last the last brief thing is let's talk about the cameos that we see in this from other characters. Um, cameos. The cameos we have. Kiki. Does it even count as cameos when like, yeah, that's like fifteen people who are in the whole town? By the way, I, I, like- I saw that there were these indescript people there at Beachapalooza that were not people we knew. There were like there were like five of them. But then they said there were like people, everyone from Beach City, and then subs. Oh, they did say that. Okay. Oh, dang it! So that's them doing that. There's literally only fifteen people. Also, I really like how. It's beach closes literally every single person in the town doing something. Yeah, just a town talent show. The ventriloquist thing was so great. Yeah, Kiki and her ventriloquist grandmother, Um, Mr. Smiley hosting it. It's Mr. Smiley the one who did the uh, workplace defense. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that was one of the. the, I I hear that one when I'm listening to the soundtrack. Yeah, Uh, my favorite was Ronaldo's lecture on rock people identification and defense. 
I thought so. I don't think this. I think I feel like we're out of. Uh, this is out of um, plot arc here. I feel like we've established that Ronaldo is now going to understand how things actually happen in Beach City Maybe. after that last episode. Yes. But rock people? No. He. Oh wait, the gems are rock people though. Yes. Duh. Okay. So this is. Duh. Okay, I just got it. So this is actually in just character. <laughs> um, I'm not one to make the rock jokes all the time, like much of Tumblr does about about well, gems. I mean... It's so this is so this is Ronaldo lecturing about gems. Okay, so that makes more sense. If this was Sneeple, I feel like it would have been out of character. Like Ronaldo knows the Sneeple aren't a thing anymore. Well, but. I mean, he could be thinking. Well, he could still be wrong. I mean, well, he's like ninety five percent definitely wrong about <laughs> the gems. So that's why he's calling them rock people. And the drawing was literally like someone with a rock for a head. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, he can still be wrong, but yeah, no, he, now he's, I think this is a hint that he's going to be like heavily researching the gems and still be getting everything right. I feel like that's where we got to go with this character. It's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, I, I also like that everyone else is doing like talent and he has a lecture series on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a TED talk. Uh, he's doing a TED, a TED talk. Yeah. Um, we had Mailman Jamie and uh, being a mime. mime. Yeah. You're no, Mailman a and Mime. He's in a box. He's doing a box, says Kiki dismissively, yeah. <laughs> That's funny, he's a mailman. Packaging. Uh, um, and was that the last one? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm missing so Yes, okay. Uh, what else do I have on this outline that we did not discuss? I don't know. I don't know, just specific things with Barb. Like, uh, the gyms are going to be so mad they missed him singing. Yeah, that's true. They weren't there. Why weren't nice. they there? Everyone in the town was there. You know, Pearl is the one who's going to be most upset at that. Oh, no, she's going to, like, be legitimately angry. Who would tell Who would tell them that they missed it, though? Who do they interact with? Sadie. No one. I don't know. I don't think they interact with Sadie. Sure. They should. They'd be friends, yeah. Maybe the gyms are, like, on some super, like, top-secret mission that Steven couldn't come on, which doesn't make any sense because they take him on everything, but who knows? Would Sadie and Amethyst be friends? Maybe. I kind of feel that right now when thinking about it. Yeah, they should be friends. They both kind of need a regular friend. Yeah. Aw. Okay. Well, they should be friends. Aw. That's our next podcast, thinking about which combinations of characters that haven't met I want be Garnet to, like, punch Lars in the face. <laughs> Has Lars interacted with the gems? I, I think so. I don't... Uh, I, I feel like that's happened. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Last thoughts on um, Sadie's song and uh, overall thumbs up. Yes, it was adorable. Sadie's cute. Yes. yes, it is cute. Also, I'm just Cartoon obsessed crush. with Stephen in the crop top. Like, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm a, yeah, a fan of this one overall. I, 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 I mean, okay, we don't need like this episode every week. I also feel like this episode doesn't function well within the release structure. This would be worse within a Stephen bomb. Um, like, I feel like I would have reacted differently if this was in the last Stephen bomb. Like, I would have been more upset that nothing happened. But uh, this yeah. this is the type of episode that would have been good in a Netflix style release. These type of episodes because you yeah. can just immediately watch the next one. As or it just is, you have not to wait. right after the other mom episode. This, it was kind of bad structuring. Like thematically, it made sense, and it, they seem to be different production um, numbers because these are two of the same storyboarding team doing it in a row. So it seems like these were not intended to get next to each other. It's uh, the mom arc. Cartoon Network. Cartoon maybe. Network's head of programming is like, wait, I've got it. These two involve moms. We should air them next to each other. So I think that's what happened. But they so made a okay. Venn diagram and they were like, okay, these episodes. I, can, I, I, I wonder what like the, these old white guys in charge of Cartoon Network programming, if they if they ever watch the show, like this episode, what they would think, right? Like, it makes money. Yeah, I guess. They're I mean, selling blankets for like $50. I mean, I heard... I want a blanket so bad. I heard that like... 
the Nickelodeon executives never actually watched Korra, so I don't think they actually watched the shows of the the executives on these children. I mean, no, they just want money. They don't care. Yeah, well, they're just they're doing their job, right? It's it's not. I mean, I guess their job should be watching the shows, although I don't know. Anyway. Uh, I'm Dylan Heiss and that's Sam Quattro and Delaney Stilball. You can find all of our social media links and everything about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. Uh, check out our new YouTube channel where I'm posting all the podcasts and we'll have video content in the potentially near future. That is probably OVA podcast. Nope, Overly Animated podcast on YouTube, I think. I don't know. I don't really know how YouTube Like, comment, subscribe. Works. Like, comment, subscribe. If you can find it, because apparently we don't know what it's called. Our Rick and Morty podcast, Delaney, are getting views and nothing else is. So that's interesting. Wow. Um, I knew I knew Rick and Morty was big on YouTube, though. So that's yeah, that's like I'm, every time I'm on YouTube, there's like this, there's this Rick and Morty episode that's been yeah. recommended for or a Rick and Morty video, not an episode. That's been yeah. Wow, that's illegal. Delaney. I didn't listen. I'm that's legal. No, there's I, literally this one video I get recommended every time. It's like top ten things you need to know about Rick and Morty. Finding something on YouTube is not illegal. That's okay. Uh, I upload it. God. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated. We need your support to continue this podcast. Thanks to our current patrons, Shayna, Mitch Cordell, Beatriz, Nate, Andy, and Jamie. Heyna, Fever, Mitch Cordell University, Beatrix Lestrange, Buzz Lightyear, and Mailman, who was featured in this episode. So there Didn't you go. Didn't you decide to like, change his name? What do you want to be called? No, he said he was good with Mailman. So. Oh, Jamie. Yeah. We um, interacted on Tumblr. We had Kingslayer originally, but that is not an animated show, so <laughs> that doesn't work as well. Okay, uh, we'll be back next week, or at least I will. Nathan, no, no never mind. Nathan Fillion, I feel like we He's can not an animated show. Yeah, I think Beatrix can, isn't either. I think we can do better. Yeah, we might need to do Beatrice from, uh, I don't know if she watches Over the Garden, although. Um, next week we'll be back talking Catcher and Release. Uh, and, I won't um, be on that one. You both might not be on that one, yeah. Oh, it's Dylan Solo. I can't. I can't be on there. I have. Probably, I will be elsewhere. Probably me and Kathy will be doing. Me that too. And then um, high five, Sam. Except not really. This kind of and then <laughs> me and Delaney are also regularly discussing uh, Rick and Morty. I think Adventure t- or no. Um, <laughs> Gravity Falls is back this this Monday, so yes. Delaney and maybe Bert will talk about that, and then maybe me and Delaney will continue talking about. We need to um, make up Beam a podcast City. for me and you, Dylan, because like we don't talk. About mean, I mean, I think we're gonna once fall shows are coming soon, so this should shake things up. Cool. So shake things up. There you go. Overlayanimated.com. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. No, Bye. next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Necessary, Sam.